Jennifer Hammond, Vice President of TTR Sotheby's International Realty and also licensed in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. The expert on helping you get the right home. Home should be your sacred place where you can laugh, love, and create dreams. And making sure you stay afloat with the latest news on real estate. You definitely do not want to put all your money into one basket, so to speak. It definitely would be better for you to put 30% down, 40% down, whatever you would feel comfortable with. Keep some of the cash out so that you can do repairs if you need to. Or quite frankly, if you find another house, maybe even in that same block. It's great if you have rentals that are all next to each other. That's really important. Don't buy a money pit. Hey, it's Madison the Black Eagle. The one thing about information being power is that Jennifer has that information to empower you. That's what she did for my daughter. She made it very simple and to the point. Her information made that house affordable, available. She knows her stuff. You got to listen to Jennifer Ham. To Jennifer Ham. Congresswoman Maxine Waters. I'm delighted to be on the show with you. United States Senator Johnny Isaacson. Glad to be with you. Thank you very much. I'm the host of HGTV's highly rated real estate show, Property Virgins, Egypt Sherrard. I appreciate you so much. It's time for the Jennifer Hammond Show on Sirius XM Urban View. On Sirius XM Urban View, 126. Good vibes, happy times, nothing is impossible. Never give up, never look down, let's turn it around. Believe that you'll do it, stand up tall. Don't look back for anything. when I get to help you in one way or another. And I have been reading some of the most beautiful emails. I want to say thank you so much for your emails this past week. They have been so wonderful. And just so you remember, you can always get in touch with me via email, jenniferhrealty at gmail.com. If you have questions, comments, suggestions for ideas for shows, I'm always interested in what is on your mind and how can I help you? And as you know, I'm always finding really interesting new guests, but I also love to bring back some of my favorite guests. So I have my next guest is Tom Scardia, and you've had you've listened to him before. I love having him on this show. He's a New Yorker, so when I'm in New York, a lot of times I ask him to come on the show. But as we start the year in 2019 and we look forward, I want to make sure that you're really fulfilling whatever your dream is. What do you want to accomplish this year? And so often I get emails. Oh, oh and I forget about telling you about the social media. Definitely go to the social media at um, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. All three of those. My Right now, we're about to change this, but right now it's um, Jennifer H. Realty. So Jennifer H. Realty is the way you communicate with me on social media. But anyway, one of my favorite guests is Tom Scarta. And Tom is an author, he's a public speaker, but he's also a franchise consultant. Franchises are a great way, and the real estate aspect of it is something I always love to talk about. But, you know, is that something that you've been thinking about doing? And if it is, is it in your goal for 2019? Well, Tom has some answers. He has so many answers for you. So 
Tom is owned and operated two um, and was named Franchisee of the Year. He's advised more than 1,500 people, so 1,500 people since 2005 on franchise investing. In addition, he's been a franchise expert. He has also written a book on franchise ownership. And it's entitled Franchise Savvy, Six Strategies Pros Use to Pick Top-Performing Franchises. So welcome to the show, Tom. Hey. Hey, Jennifer. How are you? I'm great. I'm so happy you're here. Yay! Yeah. (laughs) I'm so excited. This is so awesome. I love it when I get to have you on the show. So I want, first of all, for you to tell, there's so many people that may not know your story, and I just think your story is so powerful. Where someone might be sitting right this minute, they might be, as you were, you know, working in New York City, working a job that, you know, may not be able to help fulfill all of their dreams. And owning a franchise might be something they've always wanted to do. So first of all, would you share your story Sure, I would love to. So, as you may know, I was a subway conductor in New York City. I was the guy opening and closing the doors and making announcements that were usually inaudible. (laughs) um, (laughs) That always reminds me of the Charlie Brown thing of the the adults are like, (laughs) blah, 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 blah. It's it's totally inaudible, but it's still (laughs) being done, regardless of the fact you can't understand it. (laughs) <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> exactly. Nick just got that exact um, sound for us. That Charlie uh, Brown Nick adult. The Nick is the bomb. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> That's so good. So That's you're awesome. you're New York's um, subway conductor. So you're making those inaudible announcements, and you know you like yeah. your job, but you know it's not necessarily right. I, the dream job. Right. I you know I loved it, and you know in my in my parents' estimation, it was like the most awesome job to get because. You know, you really can't get fired. It's a government job. <laughs> you get a pension, you know, all of that stuff. But it just wasn't really fulfilling my soul. And one day I was in the crew room, like the, the, the staff lunchroom, and an old-timer said to me, hey, kid, you know, don't be so down because this is a great job. You'll always have a shirt on your back. It'll never be a silk shirt, but you'll always have a shirt. Mm. And I was like, wait a second. That kind of seems like mediocrity to me. And I looked around and, you know, my bosses were mentors and I loved them and and I learned a lot, but they were not, you know, wearing the proverbial, you know, silk shirt. Um, But business owners were. And I knew nothing about business. I was a government worker. I didn't have a lot of education. I didn't have a lot of money. My dad was a cop in New York City. And Mm -hmm. um, after reading some books and going to seminars and trying to get educated about you know, life and business, I realized that a franchise is a business with training wheels. Mm-hmm. And that's what I needed. Yeah. And um, back in so 2000, so I'm in that job for 13 years. In 2000, I quit and I bought a smoothie franchise. <laughs> and um, everybody thought I was crazy. You know, yeah. how can I leave this job and pension and all this good stuff? But um I had bigger dreams, bigger goals, and I got, and I got into this business and I built it and I worked it and and it was not easy, you know, especially being a government worker where you really get paid just to you know show up, but um, in the, you know in a business you got to work and I was working my butt off, and uh, five years in a gentleman made me an offer to buy me out and wow. he bought everything kit and caboodle and I semi retired at forty one years old. Wow, see, and, that's such and a it was great a blessing. Story. 
Yeah, and I love the fact that you said you had training wheels because, you know, you may not have when you first started. You were like, "Well, I just need training wheels. I know I need help," but mm-hmm. you never, you never even thought about down the road you might have the option to be retired or even semi-retired. You know, at such an early age. That's that's such a great story. I love your story. Yes. Well, thank you, and and just you know, I I always like to kind of finish it off by saying what happened next because there was yeah. a ma- major lesson that happened. Okay. So so I'm in, so I sell the franchise, I make a bunch of money and I'm happy, you know, getting fat, smoking cigars and everything is cool. And I decide to buy a second franchise and and I'm all cocky now because I had some such great success, you know, selling my first one. So I buy a second one and it's um a concept where you come to our location and you make meals following our recipes using mm-hmm. our ingredients. And it was great, especially for, like, the working mom who, you know, on days when you're busy, instead of, you know, ordering in pizza again, you could just take one of these meals that you made at our place in bulk because you're making them six meals at a time. You throw it in the oven. You have a home-cooked meal in 30 minutes that you made with your own hands. And it sounded awesome. And so we jumped in and got going in 2006 and we got great press, and we were in the New York Times, we were on CNN, I and mean, we got some great press. But you know what, Jennifer? In nine months, uh, sorry, 19 months, we went out of business and lost everything. Wow. And so that's what made me a franchise expert. I realized, <laughs> oh my goodness, all these mistakes I made. And so for the past 14 years, I've been helping people not make those mistakes and really go into this eyes wide open and that's what my franchise savvy book is all about and and i have a special surprise for the listeners at the end of this uh broadcast today about my book i gotta i'm gonna share with you guys i can't wait and we will and i wanted to talk about what you just said though i think is so important and it is so important in real estate the same way i have had a lot of success in real estate and yet it's interesting because the times that you learn the most is when things don't go so well. Because <laughs> when things are going well, you think, well, I'm doing it all right. This is all, you know. And, you know, <laughs> you kind of get a little, you know, a little overconfident. And it was funny. I just was thinking I was reading about this story again. And I always think it's such an interesting story when you think about it. And I'm sure, Tom, you probably heard this before as well. There's the the old story, and, and I've heard some people tell me this is is not completely true, but... I've heard it told that, you know, when a caterpillar is starting to decide, you know, it's going through its transformation and it's becoming a butterfly, one of the interesting things is it goes into that cocoon. Now, if you Mm -hmm. took a knife and you cut open the cocoon and you opened it up so the butterfly could come out sooner, the problem is that the butterfly will just die. However... Mm -hmm. If you let the butterfly struggle with its wings, pushing and pushing against that little casing that it's encased in, it through that struggle, its wings become strong enough that it can fly away. Oh, I've actually never heard that before. You haven't heard that one? Oh, I love that one. I learned that one in college, and I think it's so interesting because... If you think about that, when we really learn is when we've been through some, th- some kind of struggle or some kind of challenge. Uh, yes. And, and, you know, so often we shy away from, oh, I don't want any trouble. I don't want any struggle. I don't want anything to go wrong. 
And yet, if you you know, it's kind of the the thing of the blinders on on you know a horse. You know, if you want the horse to run straight, yet you, you the one thing that is is if we really look at a full situation and look at what could go wrong and how how badly could it go wrong and if you really look at that then you can actually look at well how how could it go really well and look at mm-hmm. both sides of that coin just like you said you did very well and you know god bless you that it was not your for very first time because if those had been reversed you may not have yeah. even gone to a second franchise right so so true absolutely you know god works in mysterious ways and you know, back then when we lost the second franchise, you know, I was crying. It was not great. Yeah. But now I look back on it as 10 years removed, and I look at it as a blessing, which I never thought I'd be able to say those words. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah. that's, you know, it really it really was. And so I can help people. You know, it, it's kind of like in, in your business, somebody wants to buy a piece of real estate and you know, if it's a house, they're like, oh, I want the house that's, you know, on a cul-de-sac with, you know, with, with a, a river behind it and, you know, like all this stuff. And you're like, but yeah, but you don't understand. It looks beautiful from the outside, but when you really get into it, you know, did you think about flood insurance? Did you think about, you know, all these things that could go wrong? Um, and so you're advising them as as a real estate agent that you are invincible and awesome. Um, and and really helping people understand the reality of it all. And it's like that in franchising too. You know, I think one of the biggest mistakes that people make is they become infatuated with the consumer aspect of the franchise or the curb appeal of the franchise. And that's no reason to buy a franchise. You may love the food or whatever product or service. And, you know, there's 4,000 franchises in 90 different industries 89 industries have nothing to do with fast food, which is always top of mind. But, right. Yeah. You know, you can't go into a business because you love the hamburgers. Um, it's not a reason to go into business. And that's probably one of the biggest mistakes people make is they don't understand the business of the business. They only understand the consumer aspect of it, if that makes sense. And that's and that's one of the things that you do now. And, and I want to make sure we're going to keep you on, um, obviously, into the next segment. But I wanted to make sure that before we, we take off to a break that we say, number one, you have a gift for people at the end. But you also are somebody who is very open to having people um, contact you and talk through this because you're a consultant. So you're happy to talk through with people on on how that, um, you know, and, and again, looking at something, again, not from the consumer consumer point of view, but from the business point of view of whether this franchise is the right franchise for you. And of course, I want to go back in and talk more about, you know, different things that people can talk about and ask yeah. questions for what's the right franchise. But I want to make sure. So if people wanted to contact you and ask you about um, a franchise and what was right for them, how do they get a hold of you, Tom? So what I want to do is um, I want to give anybody who wants it a free copy of my book franchise savvy perfect but Yay. it's it's going to be awesome and and i just love to do that and um and we have a special deal for veterans which i want to also talk to you about because i Yay. know you're very involved with that yes but okay good. um but anyway it's just tom at the franchise academy.com so, so tom, tom at the franchise academy.com yes Okay, and they can get your the if they wanted to go get the free book. It's um, they, do they go to the website thefranchiseacademy.com? 
um, they could just email me. That's what I'm going to need them to either me- email okay. me or email you, and um, I'll send them a free copy. Okay, good. So it's Tom at thefranchiseacademy.com. And one of the things that we're going we're gonna to run a break and then we'll come back. We'll talk more with Tom about franchises and the real estate aspect of that as well as just how do you figure out what is the right business for where you are in your life for the amount of cash you have, all those kind of elements in there. But as Tom said, you know, sometimes, you know, you win and you, you have these wonderful experiences, but sometimes you lose and it's the t- times you lose your business or you've had things that are a struggle, those might be the unanswered prayers. And yet you might be thanking God for some of your unanswered prayers. So we'll be back yeah. after the break with Tom Scardia and talking more about franchises. For anything again. This is the Jennifer Hammond Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. Welcome back to the Jennifer Hammond Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. This is Jennifer Hammond. And I was doing that, the New York, the Alicia Keys, New York, New York song for Tom. Tom Scardi is my guest today. We're talking about franchises. We'll talk about the real estate aspect, but the business aspect. And Tom is, you know, he's won some, he's lost some, but he started in New York as a subway conductor. And obviously, I think it's so important that whatever your dream is, that you keep dreaming. You keep deciding what you want to do and be and what you want to have this lifetime. What is it that's important to you? What are the blessings? not only that you want to have in your life, but what blessings are you willing to create in your community? And franchises can be a wonderful blessing because, again, it can be a business in a box. It can be a business with those training wheels, as Tom said in the last segment. So welcome back to the show, Tom. Well, thank you. And I just have to say that Alicia Keys song is my ringtone on my phone. So oh, you're it's so kidding. Cool that you play that. <laughs> and I didn't even know that. I just kept thinking, that was a song they kept thinking, oh, it was a cool song. And I love the Garth Brooks song mm-hmm. that we went out with on Unanswered yeah. Prayers. It's so important that we thank God for unanswered prayers because sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, those losses, like for you, it started a whole new business for you of realizing it, you know, it could be a franchise consultant and you could help people analyze yeah. what's the right franchise for them, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm working with people that, kind of cringe at the thought of going to work in the morning and people that um, just know that they're in the wrong career or just need to make a change. Um, And I also work with people that just need to keep their job, but invest in something on the side. And so I can advise people on that as well. But I think that, you know, the point that you were making at, at the outset here is really important that, you know, I was just a subway conductor. I wasn't, you know, anything special. I didn't have any money. I scraped together some money. Um, to buy this franchise, and I think anybody could do it. I don't have a college degree. I think you know I don't come from you know pedigree family or anything like that. I am just kind of a regular guy, but I was able to make a success with the right franchise. 
And I think it's very important for people to understand that, that, you know, a lot of people, one of the myths I think that people think about franchising is that you need a million dollars to get going and you really don't. And you know, you really, something you, need... you said, I think that's so important. I recently, I had a little encounter, I will not say his name, with somebody who has a huge pedigree name. And it was so funny because uh, I was really disappointed in the fact that you can tell that um, sometimes there are people in this lifetime who feel like they are, you know, they just, they feel like everybody owes them something. And that is, is, is just really frustrating to me because I had a really tough childhood and I had no one who was, you know, my, my mom nor my dad nor any uncle or anybody in my family was interested in helping me and, and certainly not in mentoring me. And so when I meet those people who have the pedigrees, it's so interesting to watch to see, are they going to be one of those people who believe everybody owes them, even though they have everything, <laughs> they have the money. <laughs> the trust funds, the name, and yet the, the way that they treat other people, it always reminds me of that um, Maya Angelou quote mm. of people may not remember what you said, they may not even remember what you did, but boy, they will remember how you made them feel. Oh, my God. Give me goosebumps right there, Jennifer. <laughs> I, you know, Tom, I, it's one of the reasons I, I adore you is because every time, you know, I've encountered you from every single time from when we first met, I've, you've been one of those people. You care about people, and you can feel when somebody cares about people. And I won't say it's only because, you know, you started and you, you decided to, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, do this great job that seems very secure, this amazing, it sounds like fun. You know, I get to run through the tunnels of New York City as the, the, the subway conductor, and that to me would be super fun. I, I'm always, I grew up on an island, so I'm always fascinated by subways and tunnels because I'm like, wow, it's like I watch Star Trek, but yet there's all these people that live and have these tunnels underground just because, you know, I lived on an island and, you know, there was, there were no, there were no mountains, there were no, certainly no tunnels. So I'm always fascinated by subways. So I can see the allure of doing something like that, but then there comes a day when you want to change your life, when you want to do something different with your life. And you may pray, oh, God, I want you to give me this and this and this. But you also have to go into action and do something about it. It's, that's right. You know, I think that's, that's – right. and that's also for you. So you you become an expert on franchising, and you're helping people. It, will you share a story? I know you've also, because you've been on the show before, you've had success with uh, with different people that you've had that have called in from this show, and, and you've helped them. Would you talk mm -hmm. about at least one of those stories? Yeah, I've talked to several people who have contacted me through the Jennifer Hammond show. And um, and it's just been so cool because they were, you know, in the back of their mind thinking about a franchise and whatever. And, you know, I, I remember specifically a guy by the name of Steve, and I don't think I should say last name. No, but just say his first name. <laughs> so Steve contacted me, and um, we never met, um, but he heard me on the show. He got my book and um, called me and said, hey, you know, help me figure this out. Can I do this? And frankly, 40% of the people that contact me, I'll, I'll tell them after an evaluation to not go down this road yet for whatever reason. Usually it has to do financially. You got to have a little bit of finances to, to get something going. You got to have a decent credit score, just like, you know, buying property. Right. Um, and so – you know, Steve and I had some deep conversations and he ended up after a while, he said to me, you know, this is not really so much for me, but I want to be able to 
provide for my nephews who are orphaned. And and he's like, what can I do that can guarantee that I can help these kids into the future? Because they don't have any parents. And I don't have, like, you know, um, a trust fund to give them, unfortunately. And, And so we ended up, I ended up getting him into a business that is not 100% recession proof, but 1000% recession proof. And I know that this business will go on forever, but it has to do with, you know, disaster relief um, in a building when there's fire damage or smoke damage. Mm. And so Steve got into this thing and, and it wasn't that expensive. It it was, you know, something like 40,000 out of pocket, I think. Um, And so he's in this business and, you know, the money he makes is absolutely unbelievable. And, and, you know, he's just putting it away for the kids, for his nephews. Um, and he's, and he's keeping his, you know, he kept his job because you could do that with some of these franchises and, and it's just absolutely amazing. So that's kind of the, the biggest thing for me is the ripple effect of what happens. So, you know, I, I, I play somebody in a business. Now, what are they doing? They're employing people. So now they're creating a tax base in their area. Mm. They're creating jobs. They're helping people that are having an emergency at their home. And it's all based around the feeling of good and helping. And and I did that by, you know, just coaching this guy through what was going to be good or not good for him. And that's, you know, I feel like, wow, man, I, I could just, I'm in my, I have a home office. I could reach people all over the country and help one person at a time, just figure it out. And it's just like paying it forward because it's made, this business has made such dramatic, you know, franchising made such dramatic changes in my life and in my family's life. And I just feel like I have to help people. Yeah. And it's, to me, it's so important to give back. And, and that's part of what I said, you know, I always think that you should, you know, create blessings in your own life, but you should definitely find a way to always be a blessing, not only to your family's life, but to the community and your neighbors. How do you make a neighborhood better by being the best mm-hmm. version of yourself? And that's, that's right. making good business decisions, making good real estate decisions, the whole mm-hmm. thing. It's all part of it. So, oh, I love the fact of what you do in helping people. So let's talk about some of the the interesting new things what's new in franchising today and i know it's changed over 20 years i I know one of the things they used to say is you know that franchising that pizza and mcdonald's were the best um franchises and i know that's not true anymore no it's not um it's so interesting as the time has changed everything and the internet has changed everything and for me, you know, people always say to me, hey, Tom, what's the sexiest business out there? You know, what's the best franchise? <laughs> right. And, 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 you know, at the end of the day, that's like saying, who, you know, who's the prettiest person in Hollywood? Right. It's subjective. You know, maybe you like blonde, maybe you like brunettes, who knows? Everybody's different. And same thing with a franchise. But the thing that I've been taking note of over the past probably two years is that um, franchising is doing so well that private equity firms have kind of found out the secret of what's going on here in franchising. So what what I mean by that is they've noticed that these companies are really successful. And so these equity firms are coming in and they're injecting millions of dollars into specific franchise companies, little companies, not big, you know, Dunkin' Donut, McDonald companies, but 
little companies that have, you know, maybe 50 franchisees. And what they're doing is enabling these companies to grow dramatically and have all this cutting edge, cutting edge technology. And so as a franchise owner, you know, you're in this company and all of a sudden, you know, they roll out an app and they all roll out, you know, all these different things that will help um, grow that business. Not to mention they have now enough money to hire some of the best talent to be, you know, the CEO and the CFO of the companies. And so this is something that, you know, is, is a kind of a trickle down effect, but really helping out the franchisees, you know, in the local neighborhoods, just really help more people in their neighborhood, which is what a franchise really is all about, by yeah, the way. Definitely. Yeah. And that's one of the things that franchises, I think, is sometimes, you know, they get a bad reputation for taking over the mom and pop stores. But a lot of times it's just, as you said before, it's a business in a box or a business in a training wheels, depending on exactly mm-hmm. which one you're going to do. So finding a way to be a blessing in your community and bring something that is needed and wanted. And I'm sure that that's part of one of the steps. And that's what I would also say mm-hmm. is maybe there's a few key steps that you can help with us in, in understanding what franchise somebody should or consider. Of course, I always think about the real estate aspect of it, but also, and then, you know, how much cash do you need up front? But also I, I would be curious on what your process is and finding out in a community or a neighborhood what is needed and wanted in there how do you figure that out so that's an interesting point and at the end of the day it's not so much what's needed in the community but it's what skill set somebody brings to the opportunity yeah so as an example i might talk to someone who is a middle manager at some company somewhere in the united states and they have never sold anything so we want to make sure that we're going to set them up with a company that does all the sales and marketing for them and they're going to use their skill set which is you know back office management running a PL and doing spreadsheets and doing that kind of part of the business um and and re- and that's how they will thrive in in their business as, as just as a general example so once we figure out where their skill sets are and what their goals are, which is really the most important thing, what do you want to do with this business and how do you want to spend your days in the business? Um, you know, if it's the kind of business where you're out knocking on doors and you've never done that before, you might do it and it's fine, um, but you may not be successful because you just are not that kind of person. So we got to make sure we find you the right kind of business. Once we do that, then – I contact various franchise companies that are looking for people with that same skill set. And then I say, okay, we got somebody in Oklahoma city, you know, in this zip code, they're a perfect match. Do you have a need in Oklahoma city? Do you want to open up there? And if they're a great franchise company, they know demographically exactly who their customers are and who the customers, potential customers are in Oklahoma city, as an example. And they'll tell me yes or no. Um, you know, maybe it's already sold out, and so it's a no. Maybe there's already somebody operating there. But um, they might say, hey, you know what, that demographic is not right for us. We, we need people that have, you know, a lot of something that just doesn't exist in the Midwest or something. You know, I don't know. I'm just making it up. But 
Do you understand what I mean? Absolutely. And it's funny because I think that, um, and that's part of what I, when I say what is needed and wanted in a neighborhood, because I've also seen whether it's the, the mom and pop, meaning, you know, the individual owned businesses or even franchises, even Starbucks I've seen go into neighborhoods and then end up going out because they didn't mm-hmm. do the actual homework that needed to be done to see if they were going to be what was needed and wanted in that neighborhood and there might be right. too many coffee shops or there might be that there's a whole thing against you know I hate to say it's you know a specific you know company mm-hmm. so you you have to really see what is needed and wanted in an area before you decide okay that's where I'm going to put my franchise business in that that specific location so I think that is so important and so again Tom it's amazing I want to make sure that people again before we go to break We're going to run a break, and then we're going to have, Tom, one more segment, and we're going to talk about veterans when we come back. I can't wait to talk Mm -hmm. about veterans and franchising. And if you're interested in getting a one-on-one consultant with Tom, you need to email him at tom at thefranchiseacademy.com. So that's tom, T-O-M, at thefranchiseacademy.com. And also, if you're interested, he's giving away a free copy of his book, Franchise Savvy. Six Strategies Pros Use to Pick Top Performing Franchises. And if you want that book, you have to also email him at tom at thefranchiseacademy.com. So always making sure you have resources. If you're tuning in, you have resources. And Tom is just another amazing resource for you. So Tom, so email him at tom at thefranchiseacademy.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about some really special things with veterans and veterans getting into the franchise space. So I appreciate you so much, Tom. We'll be back after the break with more of the Jennifer. Let that keep us in the ground. I'm a riser. I'm a get up off the ground, don't run and hide. This is the Jennifer Hammond Show on Sirius XM. Hey, I'm a fighter. When darkness comes to town, I'm a lighter. No sleep till. Welcome back to the Jennifer Hammond Show on Sirius XM Urban View. This is Jennifer Hammond, and we are bringing up that energy level as we we go back to our New Yorker, Tom Scarda. Man, he is so awesome. We love having him on the show. We've been talking in the last two segments, and we're going to continue this conversation. If you've always wanted to know, maybe you've just thought about it, but you haven't gotten serious about learning whether you want to own a franchise or not. He is so generous. He actually is giving his book away. And you can email him at tom at thefranchiseacademy.com. So get his free ebook at tom at franchise, excuse me, at thefranchiseacademy.com. The name of his book is Franchise Savvy, Six Strategies Pros Use to Pick Top Performing Franchises. And Tom, he's obviously an author, he's a public speaker, but he's also a franchise consultant. So if you're interested in finding out more, you can email him and he will call you. He will actually respond personally and do a one-on-one consult with you. So his email is tom at thefranchiseacademy.com. So welcome back to the show, Tom. Yay! Well, thank you, Jennifer. This is awesome. I got to say a couple of things that just 
happened. So, okay. um, first, the Beastie Boys song you just played, Mostly <laughs> to Brooklyn. So I actually went to high school with uh, Adam Yauch from the Beastie Boys. Wow. He uh, unfortunately passed away a couple of years mm. ago. But, um, yeah, we went to school together. And, um, yeah, it's funny, funny stories. And I could tell a whole story about all that stuff. Um, so that was cool that you played that. That's that was Nick. awesome. That's Nick. We got to give a shout out to Nick. He's he's yeah. picking some of the songs. I picked some. He picked some. But oh, that's Nick. Man, it's so yeah, it's so fun when you have that. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, the other thing I wanted to say was, um, in regard to the free book, I'm giving actually a a real hard not a hardcover but a paperback book, not oh. an, not an ebook. Oh, sorry. Yes. Um, wow. I'm gonna mail a real book to somebody's house if they want it. Um, and so that's really, really important to point out, in my yeah. opinion. Just wanted to just say that. And um, yeah. I'm just excited to be with you, Jennifer. Well, and I appreciate you so much because you're always giving such amazing information away. And, of course, your book now, you're giving it away. And I, I didn't even realize it wasn't an ebook. So thank you for doing that. I really appreciate it. But also, I really appreciate that you will do the one-on-one -on -one consultant if somebody wants to consult and ask you those questions. That's just something you do, uh, you know, just being generous and, quite frankly, understanding what other people have done and trying to help other people not make the same mistakes that you've made. You know, you've, won you've made a lot of money, but then you have also, you know, lost money. And I, I think it's so important that we help our community and, and whoever needs some help, let's, you know, figure out a way you can reach out your hand and help them. And so one of my favorite, you know, groups, I should say, people I like to help are veterans. And I know you're, mm -hmm. you're passionate about helping veterans as well. So will you talk a little bit about veterans? Absolutely. So, um, and, and you're correct in pointing out my service is 100% free, whether somebody buys a franchise or not nothing happens between us. I'm paid by the franchise company for bringing somebody well-qualified to them that matches their top-performing profile. So I get paid like a real estate agent, Jennifer, just like you. So, yeah. um, so it's a great analogy and, and so, uh, or a comparison. So I just want to make that clear. And so veterans make such great franchise owners because franchises are built on systems. Yeah. And, they're, and they're really the best franchisees are people who get things done and don't make excuses. And if you were <laughs> ever in the military, you know, that's what they teach you. And it's so cool because we have a program called vet Fran. And so there's certain companies within the franchise industry that will give pretty nice discounts to veterans for uh, thank you for their service. Um, and so it's really awesome, and you know I, I put veterans through that program, and they get discounts on their franchise fee and, and all sorts of other perks. Um, so that's like the biggest thing that I could talk about. I, I think that's great, uh, and and just love promoting that. Well, and I think it's so important that veterans have the idea that one, you are part of a valuable unit in your community, you know, because so often I've seen veterans go from being active in the military and then once they're inactive and they're in a community, they don't feel like they're part of a community or a neighborhood or as they, you know, often is called the unit. And it's so important to realize that you are part of the community and you are wanted, you're needed, 
And quite frankly, you have incredibly valuable skills that so often I, I've seen they don't, they don't even know how to translate them onto a resume. Well, maybe you don't even need the resume. You can have your own business. You can have your own franchise. So I want, I want people to know more about the Vet Fran program. And I know, again, if you're interested, Tom is, is very, he will always answer your emails. You can email him personally at tom at thefranchiseacademy.com. Again, you can ask him about more about the Veterans Program, uh, Vet Fran Program, or you can go ahead and get his free book, and he's actually going to give you a real book. He's going to mail it to you, Franchise Savvy, so the six strategies pros use to pick top-performing franchises. And I think that's so important, just like anything else. You need to know how to pick the right ones. And so I know we kind of touched on this last time, but I always want to, of course, talk about the real estate aspect. So often people ask me about the brick and mortar, and there have been some really interesting trends recently. We've talked a little bit about this on the show before, but I love your ideas about this because we've seen like Amazon, you know, go from only online, and all of a sudden now there's brick and mortar Amazon bookstores, you know. They're like, wait a minute. It's kind of funny to see that everything was starting to go all online, and now we're still seeing people still like to walk around a store and pick up a book. So what is the real estate aspect of owning a franchise? How does that play into your you know, strategies for choosing the right franchise for you? So that, that's a great point. Um, and, yeah, I didn't really think about how Amazon is coming into brick and mortars now. It's so weird. You're right. Um, yeah, it's like so, a reverse thing of, wait a minute, you all went reverse, online yeah. and all these bookstores went out of business because there was Amazon and now they're starting to have brick and mortar stores. You're like, wait a minute, what's happening? Yeah, it's, it's because as humans, we like to associate with other humans. We want to mm-hmm. be out and, you know, meeting and greeting people. It's what we do. Well, and I love to go to a co- to a bookstore and have coffee. Like I like mm. the whole merging of a bookstore and a coffee and like, just wandering around looking at books. I, lo- I love books. Yeah. So I yeah. think that's part of it is we do, but also I love to ask somebody their opinion. You know, if I see them reading that book or if there's somebody who works in the store, hey, have you know about this or do you know about, that's a one mm-hmm. way to discover books. Because if you think about it, if you're on Amazon, well, if I don't know the name of the book I want to look for and if they don't, you know, right. if they're not a whole bunch of ads, you know, promoting something, I just like to walk around a bookstore and maybe pick them up and read them and, you know. I like right, that. right. No, so. no question about it. So, so with franchise, how does question, yeah real estate play into that? Yeah, so you know, as, as I mentioned before, there's four thousand about four thousand franchises available in America. Franchise concepts. Um, there's probably a third of them that are not in brick and mortar, and they are home based or office based businesses. So um, those obviously are not brick and mortar. But it's it's having um, a, a small service based operation that you, you take care of you know people in your neighborhood with whatever it might be, whatever that service provides. But mm-hmm. then there are really, in my opinion, two different types of real estate based franchises, and I call it simple retail or complex retail. Mm-hmm. So your simple retail businesses are kind of the smaller footprint. You might be in you know a thousand to 4,000 square feet in a strip mall type situation. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the complex retail, which is a lot of times a standalone building. It might be, you know, on a pad in the parking lot of a regional mall, as an example. And, and it'll be, you know, something large like a Applebee's restaurant, um, 
or, you know, a, a KFC or Taco Bell or one of those kind of businesses, or it could even be, you know, like Ace Hardware. Um, you'll see those. That's, that's a franchise. And, and Aaron's Rental Center is a franchise, and those are bigger footprints and com- more complex. But, you know, I think you have to realize, and it's, you know, it makes a lot of sense when you think about it, the bigger the footprint of that store, the more expensive the overhead will be. So you got to get in touch with a great local commercial real estate agent that will help you find the best, you know, deal. But, you know, one of the mistakes I made, Jennifer, in in my second franchise is that I chose a cheaper piece of real estate across the street from another great piece of real estate that was available to save myself a couple of bucks a month. And that ended up being a big mistake because I just didn't have the foot traffic in the in the place that I chose. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and, that, and that contributed to my failing um, because I just didn't have the foot traffic. And, and I didn't think I needed foot traffic because it was more of a destination place. Right. But that foot traffic helps when somebody just, you know, they're going to the dry cleaners or they're going to pick up a bagel or whatever. And they're like, wait a second, let me stop in here. Oh, what do you guys do? Oh, that's great. Oh, here's a sample. You know, now yeah. you got a customer. Right. <laughs> so it, it it works. And and so my advice to people is to not cheap out on the real estate. You got to go, you know, and it depends on the franchise, depends on the concept, of course. But, you know, if if you really need an a spot in a great strip mall or a lifestyle center, you, you got to go for the best spot. Yeah. And I think that that's I mean, I even see that with just real estate. If somebody's buying something in a residential, they'll say, oh, it doesn't matter. I'll just be a couple of blocks in that direction. Well, it might matter, and you might actually find that your life is threatened and that you're not able to even sell this place because you're a couple blocks in the wrong direction and you didn't think that mattered. And I've even seen it the same thing where somebody, they might buy in the right building, but they buy in the wrong location inside the building, meaning that, okay, now they bought on the third floor. They thought that was fine because it was in the back of the building, but it's right where the garbage cans are. And so (laughs) twice a week in, you know, a major city like New York City or Washington, D.C., there are these big um, trumps and so it's always super loud so everybody knows that that condo is the one that is so noisy and guess what it never sells for the same price as one that's you know a couple floors up so Uh location 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 is so critical with real estate whether you're talking about a franchise or you know residential real estate it's so important to understand that's an important element, especially when you're That's talking so about true. you have your six strategies for, you know, how do you pick the right franchise for you? And it just depends. And, and you know, like you used the example earlier about if this is a franchise that means you need to go knock on doors, you know, maybe you don't do that. It's um, mm. recently my brother who teaches guitar lessons, he was telling me a story about this little seven-year-old who found out my brother was writing a book. And so he said, Hey, wait a minute! You're writing a book. I want to write a book now. Both his children, both his parents, were killed in a in a car accident, and so he has an uncle who has, you know, similar you're describing earlier, who his is taking care of him, but he wasn't planning on having kids, and so you can see he like he's just like he doesn't know what to do with this child, um, and and yet this child is this amazing bright light, and so as soon as he found out my brother was writing a book, he decided that he needed to write a book, so. He next time my brother sees him, which unfortunately was you know almost a month later, he comes in and he said, "My my book sales are going really well. How are yours?" 
<laughs> and my brother was like, he hasn't even finished his book. He's like, what are you talking about? Now, this little kid found out, he said he figured out that adults seem to be home in the evenings around 5 o'clock. So he goes and he knocks on the door, and then he tells him about his book, and he made a uh, book where the superhero in there is him. And he, he did this book, and he got it printed, and he got it out, and he sells them. And I think they're a dollar each, but it is just fabulous. And I, I can imagine if this little seven-year-old came to my house and knocked on my door and tried to sell me a book, of course, you know, he would get a dollar out of me for sure. And I thought, right. wow, that's brilliant, because guess what? I am not the person who would go knock on your door <laughs> and try to sell you a book <laughs> or try to sell you anything, because I don't like doing that. So if it's not in your skill set when you're doing a franchise or whatever you're doing, you need to figure out what's in your skill set and make sure that that's the thing that you're really bringing out and that you are finding makes you happy. It has to be your happy space. It has to be the thing that gives you the, that makes you want to do a happy dance. What is the thing mm. in your life that makes you want to do a happy dance? <laughs> yeah, no question about it. And and it does start with that when you start evaluating franchises. It's got to get you to where you want to go. So you can do that happy dance. Um, if you hate what you're doing every day, that's no better than the job that you left in order to buy this franchise. So that that's a really critical point uh, that, that I like to make. Um, but to stay on the real estate piece, because I can tell other stories. I, I met a 10-year-old girl who wrote an ebook called um, How to How to how to make the best sleepover or something like that. <laughs> awesome. And she's, she's selling like a hundred thousand books a month or something oh online. Oh my gosh. And, and so anybody could do anything is the point there. You just got to do it. Just do it. Mm -hmm. Just do it. Do it. Um, yes. So that's, you know, I always say to folks and it's kind of a, an aside because I did want to talk more about real estate, but you know, I, I always say to people, you know, as you're looking at franchising, I can show you a lot of great concepts and things that you would love, things you'd be a great match for. But your your decision really is not about what franchise to buy. It doesn't come down to the choice between franchise A or franchise B. That doesn't matter. What matters is the choice between uncertainty or unhappiness. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, most people choose unhappiness and they stick with, you know, the lousy job, the bad commute, the stupid boss. Uh, being on planes, missing the kids' soccer game and dance recital, that breaks my heart. Yeah. And and so I want to help people choose uncertainty because that's where magic lives. Right. Right. So so that um, that's really important. And I just want to say, you know, a lot of people are like, oh my God, all all these businesses going out of business in town because Amazon is sucking up all the business online, and that's true. However. <laughs> For the right to franchise, it gives us some great real estate to move into. Right. So, you know, one thing you don't want to do probably is go into something that has to do with a product that could be sold by Amazon um, online. But you might want to do something that's a service. Right. Um, hair cutting, massage, uh, even gyms are doing extremely well. And so... Um, Amazon is making an opportunity for us in real estate. And, you know, it's bad for the guy who obviously lost his business because of Amazon. Right. Um, but always but it makes look, an opportunity. Yeah, and always look for the silver lining and everything. So, Tom, we're already out of time. I want to make sure people know. Ooh. Number one, if you want a consultant, if you want someone to talk to you about 
if you're thinking about getting a franchise, email Tom at Tom at thefranchiseacademy.com. And also, if you just want to have a copy of his book, he will actually mail you a copy of the book. So his book is Franchise Savvy, Six Strategies Pros Use to Pick Top Performing Franchises. Tom, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you so much. I love you for helping me out here. Thank you. I love you, and I'm so glad all the things that you do to help each person you come in touch with. Thank you so much, Tom. And as you know, I always say, find a way to make someone else smile this week. I am Jennifer Hammond. to be a part of it. New York, New York. These vagabond shoes.